knew this song. I can't believe I completely forgot about it. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another hour of Backstreet Sports. We're really excited. We got the whole crew here. For On my left, I have the Roman Reigns, Max. Yo, yo, yo. Straight ahead of me, Tanner. Again, what a smile. How and, are you? And to my right, the great T. What is I going on? pissed off. Oh. <laughs> uh, would you like to address that? Uh, we'll address that later. We will address that later. We will address that, addressed, address that later. Yes. All right. Max, tomorrow we got NBA Finals Game 1. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on that for tomorrow? Well, I mean, coming to rounds out, game one, um, Raptors have home court advantage in this series, and that's, I think that's going to be a big factor. So um, I'm not going to say the Raptors are going to win the series, but I do think they win game one tomorrow night. All right. Mm. Raptors, game one? I think so. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm in agreement with uh, Max. I do think the Raptors will come out and win game one, but I think it will at least go to game six, and I think ultimately the Warriors are going to come out on top. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the Raptors, while they've been hot, the Raptors is basically Kawhi Leonard and has been everybody else. Kawhi Leonard is band of merry men. Pretty yeah. much. It's going to be an exciting game tonight. It is. Um, the only thing that irritates me, I guess you can call this a rant, um, we have to care for the West Coast people. So apparently we have to stay up till like 12, 1 o'clock watching the game because the game's not going to start till 9 o'clock. I have a problem with that. Why do I care? About West Coast people, all right? Get off of work early, all right? It's a beautiful day outside, and it's sunny. You're in California. I don't care. I just don't care about your like little problems. From two weeks ago. <laughs> I really just... Look here. I, why do I have to stay up and suffer while they go to sleep at a regular time? That's what happens when you live on the East Coast, man. Right. And the Warriors are going in this stupid. game with nine days off. Take a sip of your Extra Zen rest. water. So... Max, how do you think this is going to affect the Warriors team having this much rest and off days? Um, I think it's going to affect them a little bit. I mean, they got to, they had to travel across the country um, and then up into Toronto. So uh, that's why I think ultimately the Raptors won game one. I think their home crowd, the, those, those, that crowd in Toronto has been crazy. It especially is. the last couple you of mean games. Drake has been crazy. Well, yeah. Stay on the Drake's side, yeah, Drake. That's, a, that's another rant-worthy thing right there. I'm surprised that Nick Nurse didn't turn around and punch him in the face when he started massaging his shoulders. It's like, if some dude just came up behind me and started massaging me, isn't your first thought, who the hell is that? He pisses me off. Yeah. Drake, know your place. Sit down. I don't care who you are. Sit down. And the Raptors were warned for his sideline antics, so... Wonderful. Which is crazy. Why didn't the team address that before? Like, you just going to let somebody just touch the coach like that? Because it's helping our team win. Uh, Can't you tell? Every team has a celebrity mascot. Ours is Kevin Hart for the Eagles. And he has done some strange (laughs) things. So I guess we can all relate that Yeah, but in his defense, he was drunk. And he didn't do it during the course of a game. He did it after the game was over. That is true. Exactly. That is true. He did not run on the field. Like, Drake is basically hand-slapping the teammates and telling the coach what to yeah, run. Like, <laughs> massaging the coach, yep. All right, back to this Curry and Durant thing. The Warriors seem to play better when Durant's off the court stats-wise. Mm-hmm. And with Curry on the court and Durant off, they're 28-1. and one. Jeez, and really? Do you guys think that's something we need to look back at and observe? And for free agency-wise, do you think that's something that they're going to... What was that record Approach. again? 
28 and 1. Dude, I mean, that is more than just a coincidence. No. That, that, yeah. That, yeah. That's a big enough of a sample size where I do think that might mean something. Uh, yeah, it does. It means a whole lot. It means I don't necessarily have to bring you back. Exactly. Because you're not really contributing to the team. It's strange because he has the second highest postseason scoring with uh, 34.2 points average. Mm. So it's it's maybe it's something of a chemistry, and they just seem to mold better as a team when Katie's off the court and Curry is holding the helm of the, the team. Well, I mean, those are both guys who really, I, I don't want to say they're greedy, but they both want the ball at all yeah. times. And I've never, and I'm saying this as a very, with very novice basketball knowledge, I do feel like Kevin Durant is a very is not very much a team guy. At least that's why I see in my eyes. I don't see him as being a playmaker. I see him as being, hey, get me the ball and I'll finish the playoff. And if you have a guy who is toxic enough that could affect you, now that's also me just maybe over exaggerating the situation. I mean, I because he is talented. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's over exaggerating. But when you bring up stats like that, that's very alarming because here I am. I have to figure out who I'm going to bring back. Okay, if I'm if I'm the Warriors general manager, I'm sitting there going, okay, Curry's automatically going to come back. Let's see, do I pay Clay? Do I pay Durant? Do I pay, you know, whoever else I need to bring back? First off, I'm a repeated champion team, so Again. I'm automatically going to just bring free agents in. Right. That's not going to be the fight. The fight is going to be who can I pay to who can I pay the most to what? And then how can I fill in the rest of the roster spots with what money that I have left? So if I if you look at stats like that, I'm bringing Clay back. The heck I need right. Durant for? I want it without Durant. I wanted one with Durant. Mm-hmm. I don't need Durant. Durant, you can go. Ultimately, and you know what? And another thing that's going to get swept under the rug, and I think this is something else that we need to pay attention to, we need to pay attention to how this affects Kevin Durant's legacy ultimately down the line. Because if they win a championship without him, they won one with him, okay, cool, you got one ring under your belt. But if they win one without you and you didn't play at all this series— that's really going to take a, a nice little hit out of your legacy because all you were was just an added guy. Right. Well, they did previously win without him, and then they lost to the Cavs, and then they brought him back in. Right. And then so you think like players like Clay, and in that year that they did win before losing to the Cavs, Clay averaged a playoff performance of 24.3 points. And so it's just players that are stepping up more. Like um, Draymond would have to, right, and other play- other bench players and role players, which they have in the past. So I'm, yeah, I mean, look at look at when um, they were going up against the Cavs. Look how big Iguodala stepped up. Mm-hmm. He won the Finals MVP. Yep. I mean, that's not something that you can overlook. They've always had bench players that you know can step up and and uh, contribute to the team. Ultimately, that's never been a problem. So for real, for real, Durant. Yeah. Personally, I don't think the Warriors need Durant. No, they, they don't. It wouldn't. I feel like they wouldn't need to worry too much if they lost him to another team because they have so many weapons. Which is hard for me to believe that the Raptors can beat this team with all the weapons yeah. that the Warriors have. But then I look back in December, where the Raptors beat the Warriors one thirteen ninety three, and Kawhi did not play that game. Neither did uh, Iguodala, but that's. I mean, Kawhi mm-hmm. and Egan. 
So right. it's, I mean, Durant had 30 points that game, and then uh, nobody else really performed up to up to the standards. And then Toronto seemed to pull together without Kawhi, and Kyle Lowry had 33 points. But can we rely on Kyle Lowry to, uh, to score over 30 yeah, and points? He's one now? player that we that the Raptors need to step up if they really want to secure this finals. Correct. Because as soon as Kawhi isn't doing what he usually does and everyone depends on him, it's Kawhi's show. This team is Kawhi's team. And just if he doesn't perform well, it seems like the whole team goes down. It does. It does. And that's why ultimately I think the Warriors are going to win because it is Kawhi's team. Kawhi's the only consistent scorer. Sure, everybody else has the potential to score twenty plus points. Siakam, Lowry, Gasol. Shoot, I don't. They don't have a. The Warriors don't have a big man that can stop Gasol. But Gasol's Mark Gasol's very inconsistent right as of lately when it comes to his scoring. So, who, the only person I would really worry about a whole whole lot is Kawhi. That's really who I would really honestly focus on. Mm-hmm. You know he's going. You know he's going to score. So shut everybody else down because you know they're not. Most likely, they're not going to contribute the way you want them to contribute. So, shoot, I'm putting all of my energy to shutting down Kawhi. So you're going Golden State in six. Golden State in six. I 100 percent agree with you. I think again. I think I'm going all the way to Game Seven, game and seven? I, I do think Golden State pulls it out in Toronto. Nice, Max. I just have a weird feeling that the Raptors are going to win the series. I don't know why. Really, um, it yeah, is I, it is time for the it, Warriors. It to would lose. it would. It, I mean, I'm cheering for the uh, yeah. not the Warriors. I'm cheering for the Raptors. But then there's also this funny image in my head where it's like I want to see Kevin Durant hold up the trophy like a coffee cup and shrug his shoulders like it's no big deal. Again, like he contributed like, to it. <laughs> and I do feel like if the Raptors do just, lose uh, this finals, I think Kawhi will return because he has unfinished business. He yeah. Because there's, I, I know I said this before, like weeks ago, but there's all this talk in Toronto about whether he's returning or not, and and I think it was Danny Green who said it, where he said, um, if Kawhi leaves, this team's yeah, done. They're nobody. He's yeah. right. He's right. He's absolutely correct. No argument in what he said. Oh yeah. Because who else is going to consistently score? Name one person who's been a consistent scorer this year. On that squad. Silence. Yep. Nothing. Exactly. All right. Up next, we got some Phillies. (sighs) How about that Nick Pavetta call up? Okay, Mm -hmm. that was really shaky first off. (laughs) A solo bomb and then a two run. Two run, yep. That, yeah, I looked at that and I was like, ridiculous. I was about ready to send him down right there, but he, he got out of it. He went five, didn't give up any other runs. And uh, it's it's the same old story. This pitching is so inconsistent, and uh, I, I know it's. Uh, and even Nola last night, even though he had a pretty good game, he still gave up four runs. Now, I, and that's a game where we scored eleven, but you can't be giving up four runs a game because there's no guarantee that you're going to put up the runs that you did. Yeah, but he only let up four hits. I know, I know. Yeah, well, eight strikeouts came in. The bullpen didn't the bullpen blow a couple of those of, of those runs. I thought the, all four of those were Nola. He pitched up to seven. So Juan Acasio came in for the eighth. He didn't pitch well, and then uh, JD Hammer came in and shut the door. So um, listen, I think we got a lot of injuries. Adam Morgan just went back on on the injured list. So 
I mean, the injuries in our bullpen are piling up. Dave Robertson, um, the list goes on, Pat, uh, Pat Neshek and Tommy Hunter. Hopefully we can get a couple of those arms back soon. Um, but, man, it's been fun to watch. We're having a great May. I mean, 19 we and are. 7 in May. We're mm-hmm. 20 and 10 at home. So, I'm, I mean, against good teams, too. We're not talking about the Marlins or, you know, the Reds, any teams like that. We're talking about the good teams, the Brewers. Um, took two out of three from the Brewers over the weekend. The Rockies. Swept the Rockies yep. earlier in, uh, last week. Um, and now looking for the sweep today. So Against the Cardinals. Um, I do I do want to address this. Yeah, I was way wrong. Noel only gave up one. Yeah, yep. And then in the eighth, <laughs> they let up three. Nicasio, yeah. Uh, J.D. Hammer. I'll be honest. Don't know much about the guy. I know he's ha- he's got pretty good numbers in both AA and AAA. Do you keep him around? Give him a couple more innings? See if he can... I Maybe do. Yeah. Carve out uh, his own spot in this bullpen. From what I've seen so far, I, I think we should keep him around. Um, now, people are still saying we need a bullpen piece. Um, you know, obviously, the big fish that's still out there is Craig Kimbrell. But I think, honestly, with all the all the guys that are hurt, and they're all good names. I mean, Adam Morgan's been solid for us all season long. Um, Naris has been great in the back end of our bullpen. And then we're going to get guys back that we haven't seen in a while, like Tommy Hunter, um, Adubarai Ramos. Um, David Robertson, who we haven't seen since almost the, the first month of this season. Yeah. So when these guys come back, I feel like we're going to be okay in the bullpen. The one thing I would like to add as a starter um, before yeah. the deadline's over. 100% agree. Now, the last time I went on a rant about a baseball player not signing with this team, they ended up signing him a day or two later. <laughs> I love Bryce Harper. Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> At this point, I keep seeing these rumors about Greg Kimball. Listen, I'm I'm getting to Bryce Harper territory at this point. I just don't care. I really don't. I just just get somebody in at this point, please. You know what? Get a starting pitcher at this point. You know that's a weakness. And and yeah, I mean Dallas Keuchel's still out there, and I, there's rumors about him with the Yankees. But I mean, you I, still just say Dallas. It's, a quarter of the season's already done. We'll give you a one year deal. And I mean, I'm sure he's been in the bullpen. You know, keeping his arm fresh. Come on, just so you really want to sit out a whole season? I think uh, I think the big thing is the international money and stuff that people don't want to lose. Um, once that date passes, I think it's June second or June fifth, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Once that date passes, these guys are probably going to sign. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the game today. Um, we got the Dodgers coming up, a big West Coast trip, the Dodgers and then um, the Padres. So I'm interested to see if Eichhoff can bounce back. He's had three rough starts. Hopefully, he pitches well today. I'm interested to see what our team looks like. I know Bryce got taken out of the game early last night. If he's going to get the day off, if we're able to get the day off. I know Capo tried taking some guys out of the game early last night. I think partially because we were up so big, but also we had a day game today. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see Eichhoff and how he pitches. And, you know, the last two rotation spots have been kind of going back and forth. Corvin got his opportunity. Pavetta got an opportunity. Velasquez got an opportunity. So I'm interested to see if. Eikhoff can like you know lock down that fourth or fifth spot, or if, if he struggles again today, then you got another question mark there. It's four straight starts. He would have struggled if it happens, and then you're looking like maybe we needed either to add an arm via trade or call, call oh, excuse me call Cole Irvin up from the minor leagues again. So um, also a getaway day today. Are we going to come out flat and just like look forward to the plane ride to LA? Or are we going to come out and try to actually sweep this team? Because I think Sunday against the Brewers, for example, we just came out and we looked flat. Mm-hmm. You know, we did, it's like we almost didn't want to sweep. You look them, ahead. You, know, you look we, ahead on the schedule. Exactly. So the Dodgers are the best team in the National League coming up for the weekend, and I just hope we don't like look past them today. And hopefully, we can get the sweep of the Cardinals. Annihilate Max Muncy. 
<laughs> Here we no, go. Yeah. And and uh, no, I, and I really think as of late, I mean, Harper did hit a homer last night, but there are a lot of guys who are not as big a names who I feel like have been performing extremely well. Cesar Hernandez, dude. Yeah, he might, has. Might, he has stepped yeah. up. Might be the best when it comes to pure contact. Might be the best hitter in this lineup right now. And because uh, and you know with. I, I'm happy to see Kingery in center field because of you know a situation we'll get to soon. Yeah, yeah we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we definitely got to address that. Because uh, I, I, Kingery's another guy who I want to I want to give him more, more at bats, but how can you take Cesar out of the lineup? But he, he's played fine so far in center field, and uh, he's been hitting the ball well. He hit yeah. a home run last night, yep. and uh, you know we just got to keep riding this wave. And because uh, like you said early on the sh- early months ago. We gotta out hit the pitching. Yeah, that's and the only because, way you're gonna win. Yeah, that's it. Because I I still don't believe we're good enough to beat teams like the Dodgers, like the Brewers, like the Cubs in a seven game series. Yeah, uh, unless you, you you upgrade that pitching in some sort of way. Now, uh, the situation. Mm-hmm. So Cesar Hernandez or not Cesar? Oh, Duval Herrera. This is why. I don't host that often, T. <laughs> <laughs> was arrested a couple days ago for uh, that's not true for assaulting his twenty-year-old girlfriend in Atlantic City. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's first, pretty bad. First off, let's let's address it from his personal standpoint of view before we even get into um, the baseball. From the baseball standpoint, um, We've addressed this before with the Kareem Hunt situation, and I want to address it again. Um, there is no reason to ever for a man to put their hands on a woman. No. I don't care what she says. You need to walk away from that situation. If, she, if you feel as though you're in a position where you have to defend yourself against the opposite sex, you need to walk away from that situation. There is no reason why... In 2019, this should be still well. This should be still be going on. I understand you're going to have conflicts. You know, there's going to be arguments in the relationship. Things are going to happen, and I, it, it seriously affects me because I was raised by females. So when I see stories like this, it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, do I forgive him? I yes, I give him the same forgiveness. That I gave Kareem Hunt. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. And at the end of the day, we all are going to make mistakes. It's human nature. This, this is the thing, though. And I'm looking at this from the Phillies management perspective. I think Oduble has played his last game as a Philly. Now, we, now that you bring that up. Because you don't want people to look at your organization as the guy who gave the guy who beat up his girlfriend a second chance. Right. There's a there's a lot of people who care about their reputation too much to give because Oduble I feel like is not talented enough to and, yep. be a guy right. to be given that second yep. chance. Yep, and I was gonna yep, and that's the and that's the whole thing, and that's another reason why I am just I'm pissed at Oduble Herrera. You were struggling this year. Yeah, you really your back was against the wall, honestly. You're probably gone. There's not a whole lot of details that's come out to this point. At least I haven't heard up to this point. So, for real, for real, you were already on a thin string. Yeah. Because you were struggling and because we have um, fielders who can 
take your position who's been hitting better than you. Shoot, we got prospects right now that's that's playing better than you. So you really put yourself in an awkward situation when you when you did that thing. Yeah. When you abused your girlfriend. Now you're gone. I really do think that the Phillies are going to let him go. Mm -hmm. It's different when you're a star athlete. You're when you're a star athlete. You get forgiven a whole lot more easily. Yeah, it's just the nature. It's just the nature of sports. You, right. There's no getting around that. You can people can go back and forth with us about that all day long. I feel as though yes, I I will forgive a person. I am very forgiving when people make mistakes, but in this situation, you really shot yourself in the foot. Right. You're not that good of a player. You weren't playing that well this year. You're gone. Now, will it affect his career? Uh, yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah, I really do. Because yeah, it get, oh sorry. Did the thing is, they the um the Phillies legally cannot release O'Double or cut him before the MLB rules officially what happened. He's in protective limbo right now, and there's nothing that the Phillies can do about it mm-hmm. but sit back. They they're not legally even allowed to have statements about the situation mm-hmm. for O'Double's case. The MLB has to rule, and they have to. He's on administrative leave right now, mm. and they have to take care of the situation before the Phillies can do anything. So right now we're sitting back, and we're waiting to see on the whole situation and what happens and where it goes from there. This could be a blessing in disguise, in my opinion. Um, I think Scott Kingery's been more than serviceable out in center field, and getting his bat in the lineup, too, is a big help. Um, Listen, from a baseball standpoint, he's been struggling this year. We all know that. There's no question about it. I mean, his on-base percentage was like under 300, um, which is awful. Um, so the fact that he's not – and like Kapler, basically, because Herrera survived the whole process of you know cleaning house, he's given him the benefit of the doubt and given him uh, a lot of starts in center field this year. And now that he's not in there, Scott King going to step in. I know the whole the, – the platoon situation, I think Kapler said – um, when a right-hander starts, they're going to move McCutcheon to center field and put Kingry at third base. Mm. And when a lefty starts, Franco gets the nod at third, and they take Kingry and put him in center field. So from a baseball standpoint, I think um, we're going to be okay. I mean, if this happened and it was like one of our big key bats in our lineup, then there's a problem with that, obviously. Um, but because it was Herrera, and now listen, I've kind of we've had times where we've loved Herrera in the past yes. over the years. Oh yeah, yes. you know. Yeah. He's he's been hot multiple months throughout yes. his career, and we think maybe he's going to take the next step finally. Um, it just never happened, especially this year. He just struggled a lot. I don't know all the details about the personal situation. Um, I know it took place in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no excuse um, for what he did, but I don't know any of the details if there was alcohol involved, or sure. there's money and drugs, anything like that. So I, I can't speak on the personal standpoint of it. But from a baseball standpoint, um, it sucks because you never want to lose a player that's you know, been in your everyday lineup, even if he's struggling or not. Not like this, no. Um, but at the same time, um, we, we got guys that are going to step in and take over for him. We also got guys at AAA that are in there. I mean, Adam Hazley. Just Adam got, Hazley. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adam Hazley just got called up to AAA. Sorry, Max, didn't mean to interrupt you. I got him. Now before uh, we, seems like everybody's uh, happy about that. Uh, but before we go into the part about, you know, who we going to try to replace him with, Tanner, I know you were going into details about the, what the MLB um, is going to do. Um, from what I heard, they're most likely they're going to slap him with a seventy day, I mean, with a seventy game suspension. If I'm not correct, if this mm-hmm. even if on paid suspension, correct. Even if um, even if it's found out that he's not legally charged, 
they can the MLB like the NFL can still slap them with a suspension because they're a private entity. So like the seriousness of this is he possibly ended his career. His, his trial will be June 17th in Atlantic City. Mm. So we will find out then. It's, it's, the whole situation is just terrible because, one, you have an underage girl at a casino, which she's not allowed to drink alcohol or even Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Participate. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 27 years old. Um, yeah, I, I don't know enough information to really go into details about this, and I guess we'll just have to wait for all the information from the court trial to be released, but it does, doesn't look good at all. It is know. really sad because I did like O'Double. I mean, even though he was not the most solid batter. Uh, yeah. Tell you, I'm going to have to disagree I, I, with I you on one thing real fast. I mm-hmm. think this has happened before in the league. I mean, we've seen it with Roberto Ozuna from the from the Astros, the closer for the Astros. We've seen it with Addison Russell, the shortstop for the Cubs. And I mean, these guys, yeah, they get suspensions, but their, their career won't be over. Um, I'm sure he'll get a chance back in this league because at the same time these guys got 80 game suspensions these two guys i just the names i just mentioned mm-hmm. um i think ozuna at the time was actually with the toronto blue jays he was traded to the astros and russell we actually he like fell off the map for like a year but he was a t- highly talented prospect when he first came up he was originally in the oakland athletics organization and he was traded over in a deal um at the trade deadline a couple years ago um to the cubs so I don't know if his career is over, but I think his career in a Phillies uniform is probably over. It's just yes. that he did not show enough to any team of his real skill, and it's just hard for a team to pick him up after this, thinking that they can get a good quality player, even though he wasn't really and, a good quality player. And that's how player. I, I honestly him. felt about it. Yeah, and, and another thing, and I know we already really said this, we don't really know the details of the whole yeah. situation. Um, I'm not saying what Kareem Hunt did was okay. I'm not saying that, but it. I might not. What Kareem Hunt did did not seem as. A, I I I know this is really bad. What I'm saying, but it did not seem that vicious. It was still bad, but there is a certain level of, I guess, lenience, but. Because, like, there there was a situation... I mean, I'm a hockey fan, so there was, like, a situation back in 2014 where this L.A. Kings defenseman, no-name guy, uh, same situation, and uh, th- there was a warrant out for his arrest because of how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, he f- fled off to Russia, and uh, just this summer, he's trying to come back, and uh, they're they're giving him... A whole season of a suspension before he can even play again, you know. It, it I, I feel like it kind of depends on severity of how, of Odubel's situation. Depending that all that depends on how soon he can play again, or how much every MLB team wants to stay away from him. I don't know. I, I know that sounds. It's really all bad. just a tricky situation. Yeah, it, is. it really is. There's really no words to. Talk that, about how we all really that, feel. That, no, that. that's why I'm saying I feel like that's why Kareem Hunt is back so quickly because it wasn't that severe. And Kareem Hunt's also back because of his talent. Yes. yes. Well, yeah, that too. That too. Talent. Talent's always gonna. Talent's always gonna get you over, and there's there's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. If you're a talented athlete in the sport that you play in, you're gonna bounce back no matter what. I won't say no matter what you do, but you're more likely to bounce back. Because you can still contribute in a positive way to the team. I mean, 
even though this is a different this is a different uh, situation, but you think about the Michael Vick mm-hmm. situation where, you know, he went to jail and the Eagles picked him up. Yeah. Now, all the meanwhile, yes, that's a different situation. But the reason why Michael Vick was able to come back is because of his talent. There was no other quarterback who was six feet tall who had a cannon on the left side of his body and could also run like a gazelle. Yeah. That was you can a team can look at that and be like, okay, I'll take a chance on that. I'll take the flack from the media because of his talent, because he can possibly help me out sometime down the line. And he did end up helping the Eagles out. And they did have to do a lot of media work, and that's a just, lot. Yeah, it's something that a team I feel like would not do with no. Odubel. No, no, because he's not the same level type of athlete. Right. He's not. Yeah, he's not. I'm surprised there hasn't been any like video evidence, unless this happened in like a hotel room or something. It'll there's a video. Be, yeah, there's a video somewhere. It's just everything is being kept under hush until mm-hmm. the court trial. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's switch over to football and more specifically the Hall of Fame. I know, T, you wanted to go into things, and I have some things to say as well, but you start off. Yeah, um, this is interesting. Um, McNabb, Donald McNabb has been allocating um, on Twitter and everywhere else that he should be a Hall of Famer. Now, <laughs> he, he has some points. He, he does. He says that his stats are better than Troy Aikman's. And they are. All right. He still holds some of the Philadelphia Eagles' all-time passing records. That's not something that can be overlooked. He did lead the Eagles to five NFC championships. That's something that can't be overlooked. He led the team to one Super Bowl. That is something that cannot be overlooked. But I feel as though there's two things that's stopping him from going into the Hall of Fame. Here's the reason why I think he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I've tossed and turned with this since it came out. One thing, one of the reasons why you didn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. As great as a quarterback he was. As a matter of fact, I think all of us in this room can say the only true franchise quarterback we knew growing up was Donovan McNabb. Yeah. That's the only quarterback we've seen. We didn't see Randall. Right. We didn't see Jaws. We saw McNabb. So... To me, ultimately, I say McNabb is the greatest quarterback in Philadelphia Eagles history because that's what I've seen with my own eyes. All the meanwhile, I still say he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback because ultimately he didn't get the job done. No rings. None. You had five opportunities. You had one opportunity, and you still missed it. Now, albeit they found out that the stinking Patriots cheated, but you still didn't get the job done. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You still ultimately, you didn't finish. And that's what's stopping you. That's what's messing up your legacy. And another thing that's messing up your legacy, I I say this all the time. It don't matter how old an athlete is, a retired athlete, a current athlete, it doesn't matter. Listen, athletes, keep your mouths shut. Mm. Please. You're talking on Twitter and arguing with people about why you should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And listen... We've all seen McNabb's career and some of the amazing throws that he's that he's done. Fourth and 26. We've seen them all. We can go back and recollect all of them. He's done some great things on the field. But his mouth, like Tara Owens, is about to get him into yeah, trouble. Yeah, but the thing is, T.O. is in the Hall of Fame. T.O., yeah. So. <laughs> but how many quarterbacks did T.O. work with? He worked with 
That's three, the thing. Four, he four, he he worked with multiple quarterbacks and still had all those yards. Still was dominant. Yeah, but then again, you look into it. I'll just go into it. I made a list, yeah, and I think I figured okay. out which side I'm on after okay. all this. I wasn't sure. Convince me. But so I looked at everything and all the positives and negatives, and I'll start off by saying why he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Let's hear it. Well, he doesn't have the bling on his finger. He does not have that ring. All right. Um, he. I'm embarrassed. As said, he did say that he was better stats-wise than Aikman, but he does have worse completion rating than Aikman did. But then I go into the positives and why he should be in the Hall of Fame, and I decided that I'm on this side, that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. The man has a banner in Lincoln Financial Field. Okay. But that's not even one of my points. He has 98 wins. This is the 20th all-time among quarterbacks. 98 wins. Mm. Mm. Uh, he ranks. I hear you. He ranks ninth in postseason wins. He has more passing touchdowns than Kurt Warner, Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, and Troy Aikman. And although we did lose in that 2004 Super Bowl, he had, going into it, 31 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. 3,875 yards. Hmm. So. <laughs> okay. I think he should be starting to be fitted for that suit that he'll get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that jacket. Interesting. That- I, didn't, I didn't know which side I was on until I made that list, and then I looked back and I said, I only have two, two, two negatives. negatives, and that's a ring. And I mean, a ring is completion a pretty percentage. big one. Yeah, that's... I mean, my whole thing is this. Is this the Hall of Fame or is this the Hall of OK? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I do understand that. Yeah. I do understand that. He was pretty good. Chris, are you saying that he's not a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. He right. was. So you're saying he, he was maybe five minutes away from being a Hall of Fame quarterback if he would have finished that game and got yes, that yes. ring? Five minutes away yes. from that jacket. All of y'all. That's a fair. Look, oh, okay. All of y'all say that Nick Foles is the goat. He is. Y'all not joking when y'all say that. I'm not. At least y'all all ready to put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm yes. joking when I say that. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying Nick Foles is going into the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame. I'm saying he's going into he's the Eagles, Eagles Hall of Fame, Hall and of fame. he is a Philadelphia goat. He won yes. our first Super Bowl, no all doubt. Right, all, all that, that I agree he with. will yes. forever be remembered. Yes, but. As far as a Hall of Fame, I will. I, unless he leads these Jaguars to at least two more Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, I, I don't think, I think we're going to see can. him wearing a jacket and his statue in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Listen, all, the, the, thing, the point I'll make here is all of those names that you say were sitting, if you're the common fan, just a casual fan, you turn on NFL Network, stuff like that. You hear these names all the time. Yeah, you'll hear them. Yeah. You'll hear Terry, Br- Terry Bradshaw. You'll hear Steve Young. These guys are still on TV. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and it's, there's a reason for that. You don't, not, not be, just because they're on TV, just because of their name, their career. You don't hear a lot of talk about Donovan McNabb. And there's a reason for that. So um, I didn't watch his whole career. So I'm not going to be able to speak on if he's a, you know, a Hall of Famer or not. I can see from what I've seen. I don't, from what I've seen personally, the games I've watched mm-hmm. as a young kid growing up. I don't know if I I can put him in the Hall of Fame, but I, you, you can't just like deny what he's done. I mean, he's he's done some great things in this league. Um, to be a Hall of Fame, though, I don't, I don't know if you can put him there. 
See, that's my whole thing. I I, I can't. It's do close. It. I, I, it's, I mean, it's very close. close. It is very close for me, but I ultimately just can't do it. I can't put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't think I could either. Chris? Well, no. And then you no, make great points, Tanner. I mean, everything yeah. you said. I mean, and there's a lot of people out there that will agree with you 100%. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't know. I, like, I could tell you all about, like, Foles and all that stuff, Kevin right. Cobb and right. all that stuff, because we were kind of, that was right. kind of right. our time period. Um, but I didn't get to catch all of McNabb's career. Right. That's the only problem. So you're going through Canton, Ohio. You're going through the Hall of Fame, and you pass this statue. The statue's Dan Marino's statue. And then you're like, wow, this guy's in the Hall of Fame. How many rings does he have? How many rings does Dan Marino have? He has none. Fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, yeah, that, that's a Do nice... you remember how many Terry Bradshaw has? I think he has six. So he has five or six? Five? Yeah. It's, hold on. I'm going to look. How many does... Yeah, see, you have to look it up. Oh, no. I think he has... Because Brady just broke the record, didn't he? His Brady has six, so I think I think it was five or four. I don't know, I'm now I'm drawing a blank. But I mean, you bring up a good point about Steve Young. You know, not having. Did I say Steve Young or Dan Marino? Steve Young. Did, uh, you bring up a good point about him not having any rings. But Dan Marino, yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan Marino. You you bring up a good point. Uh, four. Terry Bradshaw has okay. four rings. You, I don't know. I was thinking five. You, you bring up a good point. Someone said six, but also well, that was. That was me. That was my. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it, and then I had to realize that Tom Brady had six, and I was like, "Wait a second, he's the only one that does have six. See, I can't say anything about Dan Marino because I didn't see Dan Marino with my own eyes. I can only just look at. You see, stats. I'm seeing that because it's not this. This isn't going to end with us. We're not going to be the last people to watch football. There's no. going to be kids that are watching football, and then they're going to have the same. Oh, how many Super Bowls did Donovan McNabb have? Exactly. Everyone no, has to look no, it up. Yeah, you don't. No. You don't know specifically, except for Tom Brady, how many rings everyone has. So. For us to say that that's determining this man from being in the Hall of Fame and being in the yeah, history book forever. Are you really going to put Donovan McName, McName, McName? McNabb's name next to Dan Marino? Right. No. No, no, it no. Be, it'll be Dan on the Marino other side. Dan Marino is a huge outlier. Huge outlier. Can't say I've ever watched him play because I didn't. Yeah, I'm not comparing. I'm only comparing the two with Super Bowl, Super Bowls Pe- and how they both have zero. Because people 20 years from now will still know Dan Marino's name. Right, and of course. Let's look at this in the future. Donovan McNabb's name is going to be a footnote. If you look at this in the future, like 20 years down the road, and we look at, like, for example, Pat Mahomes, and we look at all of his stats and be like, oh, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not a Hall of Famer? Like, obviously, we don't know yet. That's yet to be seen. But what we've seen so far, like, look at the incredible plays he's made. You know, that the the, the eye test, that that stuff doesn't show up in the the stats and stuff like that. So you're like, wow. I mean, this dude can throw the ball like 75 yards down the field, like, on a dart. you You also need to look at who they played with. Yep. Now, I was discussing this with somebody, and somebody, um, this person was on the side that McNabb should be a Hall of Famer, and he gave one interesting reason that Tanner didn't bring up, and I'm going to bring this up. The people he played with? The people that he played with. Who? The receivers. Who did who did Donovan really play with though? And Todd, he only got to for a little bit. Todd Pinkston. I mean, okay, <laughs> come on. What are you going to give me, Freddie Mitchell next? Like <laughs> Kevin Curtis. I mean, come on, <laughs> Freddie Mitchell. It's just not. I mean, it's, it's, he brought up a real good point. Yeah. Like he he almost won me over. He almost did. But do you you do have to factor in that the simple fact that Big Dad did get all these numbers, did all these things with no name wide receivers. Come on, Todd Pinkston. Come on. Sounds like a I Hall of Famer to me. <laughs> no. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I mean, right. yeah, that is a pretty but, good point. That is a pretty good it's point. It's a good point, but he still didn't move me. 
Astos. Chad Lewis, Jason yeah. Avant. Yeah, Jason yeah, Avant was pretty good. Selleck. It's Selleck. Todd it's, Pinkston, yeah. Kevin Curtis. Sean Jackson. Eh, well, oh, uh, yeah. that, that's the exception. <laughs> oh, Kevin Curtis, then, don't remind me. <laughs> the only person we're really remembering is T.O., and that was only for the Super Bowl run. Yeah. yeah. Dante Stallworth. Yeah. Yeah, come on. We're yeah. Sorry, who? We're just dropping <laughs> we're just dropping any names. <laughs> Brian Westbrook was a was a huge part of it this success. Yeah, he was. I feel like I could make up a name and you guys would go, yeah. Yeah, you see? <laughs> see, Donovan deserves yeah. All right. So I mean, that's that's, that's my that's, that's my stand yeah. on that was the my... whole Donovan thing. And yeah. I I'll I'll listen to people saying that he does not deserve it because I'm I'm more on the side that yes he does deserve it, but I'm also I'm not sure completely, and I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Yeah, you got that right. I right now I say no, he doesn't deserve. Can people move me? Yeah, then you can. It's but hard. You look back but... at you look back at like players like Jason Witten, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure. Right. And it's just then then if you're if you have Jason Witten and Donovan McNabb, that seems more realistic that these players are going to the Hall of Fame. But then if you compare, like, Tom Brady, and then we said Aikman, Marino, Bradshaw, that's just, it's just the company. It's just the company and the class that they go in with. It's just, yeah, and then towards the end of it, he had Roethlisberger, Rivers, Breeze, all to compete with. And I just think maybe if Donovan played in a different era, he would be a better player maybe. And if he had more weapons. Well, he played in Tom Brady era, so that didn't help yeah, him. See, no, it didn't yeah, help at all. Tom Brady, yeah. Thanks a lot, Brady. I'm just saying. Listen, I want to I actually jump back on the fills real fast. I just yeah. want to make this one quick point. Mm-hmm. Um, Harper's in the lineup today, um, and, and Remito's out, so Harper's fine. Um, the lineup's out if you guys want to check it out real fast. I think it's uh, McCutcheon, Segura, Harper, Hoskins. Um, Cesar's going to hit fifth today with Remito out. And then you have Kingry. Um, Nap is going to be there in the seventh spot. Franco eighth, and then Eichhoff ninth. So Harper's fine. So um, I know last night people were saying um, they were a little surprised. Not 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 surprised is the wrong word to use, but concerned him getting taken out early after fouling the pitch off his foot. But he's going to be in there today. Um, and I also wanted to ask you guys. I know we we didn't talk about Pavetta a lot. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I know he after that start. I mean, I'm sitting there watching it in the first inning. He gives up two he home runs. Turn off the game, yeah. And I was yeah. like, geez. I mean, why did we even recall this guy? It's like an automatic loss. But he bounced back the next four innings and definitely earned himself a start in LA. Now, listen, he's going to LA and pitching against the best team in the National League. So, I mean, how much can you really expect from him? Um, but he definitely deserved the start. But I wanted to ask you guys about your confidence level in Pavetta. I know he's, and I've always advocated for him i've always said he had the stuff to stay in the major leagues just about being consistent i just don't think he's consistent i've never been a nick pavetta fan no i've never been a big fan i've been more of an ethylene fan than pavetta uh he certainly has earned another start but he that's really where he's at right now he has to take it one start one start at a time Mm -hmm. because he just doesn't have the (laughs) clout to uh, stick around here long term just because of his name. That's what Kapler said. He's not guaranteeing him any starts no. past the Dodgers. And I tell you what, if he performs against the Dodgers, then that's that catches my eye. Yeah, going on the road, does. you right. know. So this start yeah. coming up, it'll be a big start for him, probably, and, and you can argue probably the biggest start of his career. Because if he doesn't pitch well, there's a good chance he's out of the rotation. That, yeah, yeah, that might be it for him, but at least for a while. Yeah, and uh, the only pro- positive from his standpoint is that we don't really have any other more options. You know, no. right. so yep. And I want to go more into. 
this center field position because we do have Kingery playing right now, and then on the we have Roman Quinn who's injured. Do you think this team needs to go out and get another center fielder, or are we waiting to see if Kingery stays consistent and uh, having Roman Quinn on the bench? I don't. I don't think so because no. we also have Nick Williams. Right, I think yep. they just called up, and they'll put McCutcheon in center if they need to. Yeah, just he's got the experience, uh, and we also have all like I mean we might see Dylan Cozens come up later on. I would like to see him just get a couple at bats. Uh, maybe not Adam Hazley just because he was just called up. I'll tell you what, Adam um, Hazley is a hell of a lot better than Dylan Cozens. I'll tell you that right now. I, but I'm just <laughs> I saying. understand what you're saying. Like he just got called up. I know, but dude, that guy had just three got for called. four. Three for four last night at AAA. His I know. Debut in AAA. I know. So I, he's he's gonna be here. Definitely sometime this summer. He's gonna be here. The way if he keeps Dylan playing Cousins the way. Or no, Adam, Adam Hazley. Adam Hazley. When that roster expands, because I'm telling you, he's gonna be here. They're so. they're going to call up Dylan Cozens before Adam Hazley though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Here's the reason why I say we don't need a center fielder. The production Herrera was giving you out of the center field position was nothing. No. You no. know, so honestly, it would be a luxury for us to go out and get somebody that would actually produce there. I think. The only problem I have to argue what I just said is the fact that King was probably not the best defensive center fielder. Right. I mean, last night there was a ball hit. To, I, I don't know if you guys were watching his blah. Eighth he inning. has, he has trouble see tracking the ball. Yeah, I mean, the ball hit like almost on the warning track. He just let it bounce. <laughs> he didn't read it well. So there's little things like that. And that, if that game's close, that could cost us the game. Yeah. You know, but good thing That's we were true. Up. So I think this is maybe then more of a next season problem to take care of. Yeah, I agree. Franco at third, I mean, his average isn't where. We obviously thought it would be the way he started this season right. really hot. I mean, he had a homer last night, yeah. you know, so maybe he can turn it around. I just think with Franco there, the key of all this situation was coming into the season, we thought if Cesar doesn't produce, I mean, Scott Kennedy slides on right in that second base spot, but he's been almost an all-star caliber player this year. So that's what kind of messes things up. And obviously it's not the time messing things up. We love right. having that production. But that third base spot for Franco, if he doesn't produce, you can always maybe look at an outfield at the deadline and then move Kingery to third maybe. That's an option. And then put Franco on the bench if he keeps playing poorly. Hopefully he can step it up, though. No, I don't think you need to go to the outside. And even if you don't necessarily see anybody that's currently on your roster that, you know, you can put out there at center field, you have prospects that you can bring up and that you can kind of see what, you know, what they look like in the major leagues. I think somebody, yeah, I think somebody should get the opportunity. I think Nick Williams, we've seen enough. Well, yeah, at least that, for me personally, I think enough. Yeah. All I need to see from Nick Williams. Yeah, yeah. He just not, and, and he, even coming off the bench, like we're saying we should get a bench bat before the deadline. Curtis Granderson has been a name I've heard. Matt Ooh. Adams. So guys coming off the bench, yeah, maybe have some pop. I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, Nick Williams is giving you next to nothing, starting or coming off I mean, the bench. I mean, he's so. barely been started this year. Right. I mean, he he's done better than Aaron Altair. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's on the Mets, speaking of. Speaking of Aaron Altair. I just would, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out that I think we need a bench piece because the guys that are coming off the bench for us right now, Sean Rodriguez and Phil Gosselin, I yeah. mean, we need like at least a serviceable veteran. That's what I'm saying. Go out and get, yeah. Who get is like a Curtis Granger. your new least favorite Philly? <laughs> Mine is still Andrew. Andrew, Nett. it's always been Andrew. My Nett. least favorite Philly? I mean, man, I, I, honestly, I have like, I have like some fresh air now that Altair's gone. I, I got to take some time to think about that. Hey, hey. Get, a, get a new least favorite Andrew Nap, solo bomb in that. 9-1 blowout. I'll tell you what, not Juan uh, Nicasio. Juan Nicasio isn't making any friends. No. The way he's no, pitching lately. No, I, I, I want to actually, real quick, I want to bring up this last topic. But, I think we got like five, ten yeah. minutes. Um, I wanted to ask you guys who the best player in the NBA is now. Because you might second-guess yourself. I mean, we've said LeBron for so many years. 
Um, but you can throw KD in there. You can throw Kawhi in there the way he's played in the playoffs. I can't throw. I can't no, I'm throw, not throw Kawhi in there. I yet. can't throw Kawhi in there yet, and I can't throw. I can't throw KD up in there yet. So you're so, saying LeBron's flat out currently so. now. You saying now? If I, if I had to pick a player right now to make a shot for me, don't or make me do this. If we're picking, I'm yeah. taking. I'm, I'm taking Kawhi the way he's been playing, and this is why. This is my point. LeBron doesn't play defense anymore. He gives you next to nothing on defense. I mean, he doesn't. He barely tries. We've seen highlights and, and videos of, of him just consistently every possession. He takes possessions off. Mm. Kawhi gives you both ends of the floor. He's in his prime right now, and the way he's played in these playoffs with not a lot of help around him, he's got an old Kyle Lowry, an old Marcus Saul, um, a still developing Pascal Siakam. I mean, the way he's played in these playoffs really opened my eyes to him, and I was like, man, this guy. So you could argue the best player in the league. That's a heck of an argument that you just came with, but. You know what? I said this to my uncle, and I'm going to say it on these airwaves again. Uh, he might be listening, but I'm going to say it. I think Steph Curry is the best NBA player. I was going to say, oh, Max, I thought you were a smart guy. No, I, if you I need think one Steph shot. Curry. Listen, if, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but it, it, some of the shots that he takes is just absolutely incredible. You, you can't deny that. And the consistency in which he hits them. Let me give you this argument. What if you take Curry and take Kawhi off the Raptors and put Curry on the Raptors? Are the Raptors as good with Curry on that team than Kawhi? Because I don't think so. Listen, I think any way that Curry's going to hit a shot, either way, because he just has that skill. Yes. I, know. I get what you're saying. But if you take Kawhi off the Raptors, put Curry on the Raptors. They flip teams. Who's the better team? You take you put Kawhi on the Warriors and you take Steph and put him on the Raptors. Well, the Warriors are still a better team. Yeah. But, but a lot better, right? I think the series tilts a hell of a lot more in the Warriors' favor if that were to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes to chemistry-wise, too, which you have to think. Like, we said earlier that Curry does better when Durant's off. Yeah. So it's just competition, too, for him. Yeah. Right. But uh, another player I'd like to talk about is Ante Tacumpo. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not the best yet, and I think he gets MVP this year. But... I'd, he's not the best yet. Not yet. Not there's, yet. There's, just, we saw him in the play. I mean, right. he lost to the there's Raptors. James Harden, who also, by the way, the Rockets said that anybody's up yeah, for trades. That's interesting. Because I agree. If I was a if I was a Rockets fan and I'm looking forward to the season and I'm like, you know, we're going to lose to the Warriors anyway. Doesn't that, well, doesn't that contribute to what the heck are we doing in terms of free every agency? Every season ends the same way for this, but for what this you, team, what, the past four years? But then what are you doing via free agency to help your team out? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you you have James Harden, you have Chris right. Paul. If you're getting rid of Chris Paul, you're going to have to find a, a player better than Chris Paul. You're right. not going to just trade him and then just end up being the same team I mean, again. You can't, you can't trade Chris Paul like that anyway because his contract will not allow you to move him like that. Well, Nobody's going to pay a 34-year-old point guard Chris that much. Paul's Production in the playoffs. I mean, he's had career lows in every category this year. So he's obviously declined. He's 34, 35 years old now at this right. point. Mm. And his con- like you said, his contract is ridiculous. Yeah. It's the money he's getting paid the next three years. And that's going to take him into his age 37, 38 season. Like right. the, I mean, exactly. That's so what I'm saying. The first and foremost, like, I think you got to move Chris Paul. Now you got to look for a team that's going to take stupid. that contract. You know, a, a smaller organization maybe doesn't have a lot of big contracts like the Hornets or. You know, team like that. I think the Nets are going to be an improved team. Yeah, the Nets season. are going to be an improved team. We, spit, we said that. Right. Clint Capella, by the way, reminds me of another DeAndre Jordan. You he know, is. Can, yeah. just, a, just a lob and dunk. And, yeah. And this this offseason is going to be ridiculous. It because is. Because we got, we got Kyrie finding a place. Mm-hmm. We, if Kevin Durant leaves, mm-hmm. uh, what the Warriors are going to do with even Draymond Green. I'm not sure that Draymond's going to be on the team. You know, yeah, the Kawhi. Superstars. I think Kawhi's staying, but just... 
like Kyrie. We even what, mentioned Kyrie. What LeBron's going to do? And I heard that Anthony Davis might stay, mm. and which would be a smart well, move. He's definitely staying this year. Yeah, he's staying this year. It, it'll be a smart move because he'll have Zion. He'll get to see, which is, I mean, for him, it's kind of a lucky deal because he'll get to see now how he can play with Zion they and then figure out that he wants to leave then after. Yeah, that, right. It's just. It, I'm. I can't wait to see what happens, I and I can't wait to see specifically what the Sixers do with Jimmy Butler. Uh, yes. I heard Tobias JJ wants Redick. to go to the Nets, and um, if if we get rid of if JJ is not on the team next season, I'll be sad. But if we have someone to replace him, all right. They're saying this. I mean, the drafts come up. You know, we're only a couple weeks away from the NBA draft. We yeah. can get. It. We got like four or five picks in that draft. Ty Jerome could so be. Yeah, a good one. yeah. Like yeah. I think if we get Ty Jerome, we can throw a party or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that'd be really cool. Real quick before we get out of oh, here, you, do you have a message for the people? Um, well, first off, if you missed this today's episode, you can go to thackerportfolio.wordpress.com. You can catch the latest episode. But before we get out of here, I gotta get something off my chest. Dog on it. Yes, I am. Pissed off. Yes. Okay. I got two things to rant about. Let's right? do it. Now, y'all know this past weekend was the Memorial Day holiday, and everybody was barbecuing. I seen one thing that, that disturbed working. me. Okay, you guys, when you go to a restaurant, how do you like your steaks, first off? Medium. Well. Medium. Medium. Yes! Thank you! Medium. I seen too many steaks being cooked well done. Yeah, I was infuriated. Well yeah, no. Do you guys want to spend $30 on food you can't enjoy? Come I'm on. indecisive anyway, so medium seems like the best answer. Medium like, is the best like, answer. Like, what is the matter with people? Like, It's ridiculous. Yes. Like, let's just, No. You done dry... You eating beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I'm I mean, that's so, not bad, so you right? went to this place and you ordered you ordered a steak and... No, 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 no. I'm watching people as they cook their stuff. And I'm looking at people... You know, on on social media as they're cooking their stuff, and everybody's like, "Yeah, well done, well done." And I'm like, "What is the matter with you, this, sick people?" Yeah. This is the you're, yeah, this is the same people who like eating grass and flavorless. Yes, you know what? You want to know what's worse? The people I ask for it rare was blood like coming out. Nah, of that that's, yeah, that's you too can't much. Can't trust those people. You got to yeah, stay away. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> medium, everyone. <laughs> All right, and I got one more rant. My family's gonna be mad at me, and I don't care. Let's I really, it. I really don't care. First off. My family. Now, I cook steaks um, Monday for Memorial Day. What a great guy. Now, I thought that my family would have been nice enough to leave me a piece of at least a piece of steak. Not a whole thing. <laughs> they did this a to you piece again? of New York strip steak. They did this to you again. 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 Not a single piece of steak was left for me. I go this morning. I say, all right, let me put my steak off to the side. This is what I'm going to have for dinner. I go in the refrigerator this morning. Gone. Gone. That's number one. Hungry. Number two. I also go into the refrigerator and look. There's a half-eaten hamburger in a plastic bag. What is the matter with you? Finish the burger. Hey. Why is that taking up space in my refrigerator? T, I'm hearing all this, and I'm thinking maybe they're hinting at maybe you should move out. <laughs> like, I'm sick. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, yes. Yo. What is the matter with you? What is the matter with you people? Stop that. Eat. The food. What do you expect it? if you just leave unattended steak? What that do you just, expect? Just, oh my goodness! It's stupid. Uh, it's, it, oh, just please, uh, family, leave was mine alone. And if you're going to eat something, finish it off. But please, I wanted a piece of steak. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to enjoy my own beautiful steak. Mama T O T, a steak. All All right. Right. I am. Pissed off. All right, guys. All right, guys. What are, what are, I will not be here next show. No, but, oh, man. T- Tanner, no. Can, no. Hey, hey, 
I, I don't have enough time to do it. I got you. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, there thank you. Go. you. <laughs> I'll be soaking in the sun, and maybe I'll listen to the show too, but... No, you you're, you're going to call in at 6 <laughs> there might be a, There might be a call in. It'll be very early. Oh, man, that's irritating. Well, enjoy the vacation, dude. All exactly. right, well, thank you very much for listening. From me, T, Tanner, Max, have a great week, everyone. <sighs> See you guys. Oh, you piece of Swiss cheese! It's ridiculous.